Hey there, you're listening to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is all about communicating the real-life narrative of being an entrepreneurial woman. I'm your host, Alice Burnham, and if you're ready to be inspired and fall one step closer to your dream career, then keep on listening. Welcome to episode number 11 of the podcast series. If we haven't met before, my name is Alice. I'm the host and I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK. I adore what I do because I get to work one-on-one with creative entrepreneurs and empower them to establish a digital strategy which grows their business online. We all know that such a core part of creating a presence and attracting a following online is the content which is out there. We talk so much in marketing about consistency of content and you need to always be putting stuff out there. But actually, I think sometimes we're all stuck with that first stage question of what should I be talking about? What have I got to say? What should my content be? What should my topic be? And with every single client I work with, pretty much, we have this conversation. The stuff that I'm going to talk you through today in today's episode is something I work through with almost all of the clients I work with, because I find it such a fundamental part of marketing, which we often miss out. You see, we talk a ton about the details of online marketing. We talk about where you should be posting, the time of day to put your posts out there, hashtags to use, you know, how to edit your photos well. And while all of that is incredibly relevant and important, actually the core of content is what we're posting. It's not the how and it's not the where. And actually that conversation of those details is fully irrelevant if we haven't yet understood in ourselves who we are marketing to and what our content is going to be. And you'll notice I said in there about who we're marketing to, because although this episode is about what to talk about and what your content should be, The whole premise of that is surrounded by the knowing of who your ideal client is. I say to almost everyone that I work with, you cannot know what to post if you don't know who it's for. So before we even dive into this episode and walk through the content that I'm going to talk to you about, consider who your ideal client is. Maybe give this episode a pause just for a moment and have a think. What does my ideal client look like? Do I have a client that already embodies yes, if they all are like this person, that's ideal. Maybe none of your clients at the moment embody what an ideal client would look like, and that's fine. But as I walk you through this episode and explain to you how to understand what content to create, I want you to see it through the eyes of your ideal client. Because what we're going to be walking through today is what's known as the buyer's journey. The buyer's journey was introduced to me a couple of years ago when I first started working in digital marketing, and it's totally revolutionized the way that I see online marketing and content creation. It shapes the way that we create content. Traditionally, we believe that content should exist to promote and sell. We're very used to delivering a sales pitch and pointing people towards our products and services. But actually, acknowledging the buyer's journey, we're looking at the process of someone buying, as opposed to just that end point when they're ready to purchase. You may find that in your business, you first become connected with a client when they're ready to buy. Say you're a wedding photographer, maybe that thing is that you get an inquiry form through from a bride and she's already decided she wants you to do her photos. And that's wonderful, but the buyer's journey acknowledges that before that bride even gets in touch with you, there is a journey that she goes through from being a stranger to your company to being a client and a customer of your company. And as a content creator and as someone who uses digital marketing to grow your business and connect with your followers and inevitably generate sales, 
The role of the content that you're posting online is to acknowledge and serve your ideal client's needs, wants, and questions. And when we see it from the angle of your customer, it totally changes. I think often we approach content creation with the idea of what do I want to create? What's inspiring me? What's something that I'm passionate about? And I think those questions are still important because as a business owner, it's important that you love what you do and are passionate about what you're talking about. But when we're looking at creating content which sells and creating content which actually guides people through this buyer's journey, we've got to look at it from the customer's side. We have to understand their point of view in the process of purchasing. So on to talking more about this buyer's journey that I keep mentioning. The buyer's journey acknowledges that there's three stages a customer goes through, from being a total stranger to your company to being a customer or a client, whatever that end stage looks like. Now, it shapes the way that we see content creation because I think it empowers us as content creators to see what we make in a different way and see the topics we're talking about instead of just thinking up topics in our head, we actually understand how they fit into this process and most importantly, how they help to guide people through the process. The official definition of the buyer's journey is a framework that acknowledges a buyer's progression through a research and decision process, ultimately culminating in a purchase. So that's basically a fancy version of what I just tried to explain. Uh, but let's walk through what these three stages are. The first is awareness, the second is consideration, and the third stage is decision. So let's talk firstly about this awareness stage. This is the point where your potential client, potential customer has no idea of you as a business. They've never come across you before, they don't know who you are, and quite frankly, they don't really care. When a customer or a client is at this point in the journey, they're not necessarily going to be searching for individual businesses yet. They have a problem, they have an issue, they have a question, and they're looking for the answer to that. They're not looking for a business to sell them something because they're not yet at that stage. They're at this really informative stage where they just want their questions answered. They want to take in as much information as they can which is relevant to their problem or issue or question. And when we're talking about this problem that a potential customer has, of course many people have problems, we all have issues, but I'm talking about the problem they have in which your service, product, offerings, whatever, is the answer to. So for me, my customers, the questions that they're asking, the problems that they're facing is ineffective digital marketing. You know, not knowing what to do, not being able to keep up with the latest algorithm changes, not understanding how to best communicate their message online. That's the problem that my uh, potential customers are facing at that first stage. And when my potential customers are at the awareness stage, this very first level, they are very unlikely to be looking directly for a business and marketing coach. They're probably just thinking, I have this problem, my digital marketing is not effective, what can I do about it? And this is the process where you as a business want to create informative and value-adding content, which is acknowledging the questions and the issues that your potential customer is facing at this stage. What we often see within business as an issue is we wait as a as a company, we wait till people are ready to make that decision to buy. We put content out there which talks about buying our products, booking our services, getting a free trial, having a consultation, and that's great, but that doesn't acknowledge that there's a whole heap of information and research that that potential client goes through before being at that stage. And the awareness is the first stage of that. So this is why you don't want to be selling your products or services. You're not giving out a sales pitch, but you're creating value-adding content.
Content which adds genuine value to your customers' lives. Not content which is selling your stuff or grabbing their email address so that they'll buy from you in the future, but just showing them, hey, I understand you have a problem. I understand you have a question. Let me help you with the answers to that. And once they're done at this awareness stage, they've generally taken in all the information they can and they've taken themselves from a place of not knowing what the solution is to their problem to hopefully being aware that there is a solution out there. We then move on to step number two, which is consideration. And this is where your potential customer says, yep, I get that I have this problem. Say in my business, we'll use that as an example. Someone says, yep, I know that my digital marketing needs help. Okay, I've acknowledged that maybe coaching or some form of education is the answer to that. They're now at the consideration stage where they are thinking more about that decision and they're taking in a lot more information about that decision specifically. So no longer when a client at this stage, they no longer want to know um, you know, like free value adding information or answers to their questions, but they want to understand more about your product, your service and your business. It's at the consideration stage where I talk about brand awareness content, where I want to be putting content out there which helps people to understand what makes my product and service different, why they should buy from me as opposed to anyone else, what people are saying about my products and services, you want to be talking about your reviews, your testimonials, any statistics you have from, you know, like what you've done well within your clients' lives, etc, etc. And this is also the stage where they want to understand not just more about your products, services or offerings, but they want to know more about you. It's so true these days that people buy from people. And particularly when we're talking about online marketing, it's so saturated. There is so much out there and there's 10 different options for anything we want to buy. So actually the way that you can differentiate yourself, the way that you can connect with someone on a far more authentic level is using this stage of consideration to tell people more about you as a business. Tell people about your values, tell people about why you started, what you love about what you do. They don't want to just know why they should buy your products and services, they want to know why they should buy from you. So they start this consideration stage thinking, yep, I think this is something I want to buy, something I want to book, something I want to attend, and hopefully they end it thinking, yes, this is the business I want to buy from, this is the product I want, this is the service I want. And once they've gone through that stage of consideration, we move on to the decision stage. This is the one that we're far more familiar with because often, like I said earlier, it's the point at which we come into contact with most of our clients. It's the stage at which they say, yep, this is a product and service I want and I want it from you, so how can I do that? Either they book it, they buy it, or whatever that looks like in your business. And it's fairly self-explanatory, the content that fits into the decision stage, but I call it promotion content. So this is when you're physically giving people that opt-in opportunity. Giving people the space where they can click through to, you know, buy your product, book your service, come to your event, whatever that is. And I think the reason why I love the buyer's journey, I'm going to talk you through three main reasons why I absolutely love the buyer's journey. But the main reason that I love it is because it helps us as businesses to stop the whole one stage mentality. I think often, like I kind of briefly mentioned earlier, we're very used to coming into contact with clients when they're ready to buy. We're very used to that decision stage client. We understand what people look like when they're at that final step, because often that's when we will first come into contact with our customers. But actually the buyer's journey acknowledges that as content creators, as digital marketers, we can create content that acknowledges the two stages before that. 
And when we do that, we engage so much more of our potential audience. If I think that um, I'm only posting stuff for that decision stage, I'm literally missing out on two thirds of my potential audience and potential following. And it is true to acknowledge that when you look at this approach of creating content for the buyer's journey, you don't always see these super quick results. Because it's true that you may catch someone at the awareness stage, which is stage one, and it may be a year, two years, six months, I don't know, until they get to that decision stage. But let me tell you, if you create yourself a brand which helps people through that process and acknowledges their questions at each stage and helps them to move from one stage to the other, the second they're waiting in line for that decision stage and they either get the budget to book your services or someone higher up than them says that they can do it or they suddenly realize that it's something they want, that decision process is going to be so much quicker. Often when people first come into physical contact with our business at the decision stage, that process can be so much longer because there's so much more conversation to be had. But when somebody is already aware of what you do, they know that you give them value adding content and they know that you're better than anyone else they could pick, that decision is going to be such a simpler process. So let me walk you through three reasons why I love the buyer's journey and three reasons why you should consider changing your content creation to looking at it in this sense of stages. The first is that it allows you to position yourself as an account who meets people where they're at. It's very true these days that it's a saturated market online and we can pretty easily turn to another account if one's not quite meeting our needs. So it's more important as, as ever, more important as ever, more important than ever as content creators that we acknowledge people. And when we acknowledge our content in the sense of these three stages, regardless of which stage someone is in when they come into contact with your blog, Instagram account, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, fill in the blank, they are going to find a piece of content which feels like it's speaking right at them. When I create a piece of content, I ask myself, which of the stages does this fit into? If my ideal client was in the awareness stage, would this feel like it was speaking right at them? Would they read it and think, oh my gosh, that totally got me, that answered all my questions, that made me feel so much closer to making an informed purchase decision. The same with the consideration stage and the same with the decision stage. The second reason why I love looking at content creation in the sense of the buyer's journey is that it allows you as a business to be far more proactive in the way that customers come through your business. And what I mean by that is when we're only connecting with people who are ready to purchase, we are at the mercy of their speed. And it's so true that even when we're looking at the buyer's journey, you can't force someone to buy something quicker than they're ready to. And you can't force someone who's a stranger of your business to become a customer any quicker than they want to be. As marketers, if we can understand what our ideal client is going through at each of those stages, we can then create content which acknowledges how they're feeling, what they're thinking, and gets them that one step closer to moving on to the next stage. Particularly when we think about awareness and consideration, you wanna be looking at both of those, putting yourself in your ideal client's shoes and asking yourself, how can I create something which makes them feel one step closer to be ready to purchase? And of course, people are still going to move at their own pace, and that's not something that we want to take control off of from our customers. But we can definitely do all that we can to help them through that process, to nurture them through the journey. 
And the third reason why I love the buyer's journey approach to content creation is that it makes it so easy to frame and design a content calendar. I don't know about you, but I think I got about six months into blog writing and was lost for ideas, had no idea what to talk about because I'd exhausted all of the ideas in my head. But as soon as you look at your content creation and the topics you're posting content about in the sense of the buyer's journey, the opportunity for what you can talk about and what you can create is pretty endless. Because as long as you are putting yourself in the shoes of your ideal client, you can continue to create stuff which acknowledges and meets them wherever they are on that process. I would advise you to have the intention that one in three pieces of your content is at one of these stages. So that if someone were to take a quick glance at your blog or your Twitter or your Instagram, they're going to find a piece of content which feels relevant to them. Whether someone comes into contact with you when they're at the consideration stage or whether they come into contact right at the start of awareness, they're going to find something which is relevant to them, which is interesting and value adding for them and most importantly helps them feel one step closer to that purchasing decision. When we look at our content creation from the sense of the buyer's journey, it almost takes the pressure off of us to be kind of reinventing the wheel every single time we go to write a blog or put out a tweet. So what you can do off the back of this episode, because in honesty, trying to cram the buyer's journey and my thoughts on it into 20 minutes has not been easy. There's so much I've missed out that I would normally go through with my clients, but I wanted to keep this short and valuable because I know that your time as an entrepreneur is not unlimited. But what you can do off the back of this episode is something I advise every single one of my clients to do. And that is to get a piece of paper, open a Word document, whether you're paper or digital, write down those three stages. So awareness, consideration, decision and spend 10, 20, 30 minutes, however long you've got, putting yourself in your ideal client's shoes and writing down questions. And the reason I like looking at it in the sense of questions is I think it, when we ask a question, it makes it really easier for us to understand that our content can be the answer to that. So think about that awareness stage. What is your ideal client asking at that stage? What content are they looking for? What information are they looking to take in? Then move yourself onto the consideration stage, ask yourself the same questions. When they know that they would like to look into or are interested in your product or service, what's the kind of things that are holding them back from them, their decision? What content would help them to feel closer to being confident in their purchase? Then look at that decision stage, which is a bit more self-explanatory and I don't think takes as much planning because it's just thinking about creative ways that you can point people towards that engagement, point people towards your product, your service, your events, your offerings. So that's what to do off the back of this. <laughs> I hope this episode has been valuable to you. Um, I have recorded this about six times because I've wanted it to be as um, concise and valuable and to the point as possible. Um, I could ramble all day about content creation, but I just wanted to keep this super intentional and help you to understand the thinking behind content creation. For you to feel one step closer to thinking, yeah, I feel confident in the content I'm creating. And more importantly, I feel confident that the content I'm creating acknowledges is my ideal client. It's relevant, it's value adding, and it's actually making a difference in their lives. So something else I just want to let you in on, particularly if you use Instagram for your marketing, I have something that may be of interest and value for you. I've seen for a couple of weeks or so these Instagram story templates going around. 
And I've seen some really fun ones that, you know, Q&A based or ask you who your favourite friends characters are or what your favourite food is and they look fun but I think at first when I saw them I thought I don't really get how they fit in with the whole digital strategy thing and I thought about it in the buyer's journey I thought I'm not really sure where talking about my favourite friends character works with my clients and my followers. But never to miss a trend or not jump on a bandwagon, I've created some Instagram templates which I believe are relevant, useful and value adding for your account and your strategy. They've since launched, had about 2,000 downloads, which is slightly mind-blowing to me because I've never had a response kind of that big to something I've created. It's always encouraging to know that something I've made is actually good and useful. Um, but if you would like to get your hands on them, there's free, they're free. Um, currently, there's about 20 of them, but I'm just about to launch a set of 60, which are industry-specific. So there'll be ones in there who are for, which are for photographers, um, product designers, people in the wedding industry, marketers, fashion bloggers, food, fitness bloggers, you can name it, hopefully I fit as many of the industries in there as possible. So you can hopefully find some that will help to fit in your Instagram strategy, help you to promote your content well, help you to connect with your followers, add value, show your expertise, etc, etc. So you can find those at alicebenham.com Wait, no, <laughs> you can find them at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash templates or just head to the link in my Instagram bio and you'll find them or to the show notes of this page. But the easiest way to find them is just head to alicebenham.co.uk forward slash templates. They're free. Go grab them. Please tag me in them so I can see you using them. Kind of blows my mind every time that I see someone using one of my templates, especially someone that's a stranger to me. I think that's so cool. Um, so yeah, go grab those templates. I hope they're useful for you and I hope you enjoy today's episode I feel like I've been talking non-stop for a long time so yeah I hope this has been useful I'd love to hear any other ideas of episodes that you'd like to hear I'd love to know what you thought of today's episode so come and connect with me over on Instagram I'd love to know your name and I'd love to know what you thought of today's episode fab that's it bye for now